Hello, and welcome to the Great Game Debate Podcast, where friends come together to talk about video games and our lives. I'll be your host, Kate Abirthe Lane, as always. And joining me is the godfather of the debate himself, Jonah Gomez. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing all right. My voice is a little raspy. Um, oh, yeah? Because I went to a concert. But I also okay. went to uh, Rose City Comic Con out in Portland today, so that was pretty cool. Heck yeah, dude. That sounds like a great time. Well, glad yes, you're uh, enjoying the weekend. And uh, of course, we're joined by newly hardwired Wes Bates. How you doing, man? <laughs> What's up, great, great game to be? Woo! Woo! Like the energy today, Wes. Yeah, Got I was me, uh, uh, inspired by by Jonah's discussion about his concert. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I think you before words. the show. Yeah, yes, yeah. I did intentionally. Intentionally. <laughs> um, no, feeling good. Um, as usual, I've got some video game trivia, um, and uh, today we're talking Street Fighter. So, Ooh. did you know, in the original release of Street Fighter 1, 1987, there were two arcade cabinet versions. There was the original version with the six-button, like standard six-button layout, but there was a second version that came with uh, two punch pads, one for punch and one for kick. And you differentiated the you you would punch them, and then how hard you punch them basically dictated whether you're doing like a heavy attack what? or a light attack. <laughs> and uh, I, I just learned this. I was checking this out today. Never heard um, of such a thing. Yeah, so I, I don't know how many they put out like that, but yeah, it was a, it's a thing. You can check it out with like a, cool. a big a big blue button about this big and a big red button about this big. Um, also. Uh, about some of the characters from Street Fighter 2. Originally, Zangief's original name was Vodka Gobalski. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I guess they're like, mm, maybe this is a little stereotypical borderline racist. <laughs> maybe should, we should. Yeah. That's a that's a punch out name. So they ended up, yeah, Vodka Drunk- Drunkinski was the original name for Soda Popinski. Um, and then uh, Dalsum was originally conceived as a fighter with multiple sets of arms and an elephant head similar to the Hindu god Ganesha. Mm. So oh, nice. they changed Very that cool. as well. And then uh, Vega, um, Spanish Which Vega, Span- uh, the, the uh, U.S. version of Vega, okay. the Spanish uh, <laughs> fighter, was originally conceptualized as a medieval knight, complete with armor and sword. Huh. Dang, so, I kind of want that, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so what it fit in very well, but you know. not not what it, uh, we got in the end. But uh, yeah, kind yeah. of kind of interesting. So awesome. there you have thank it. you so much for sharing those uh, video game trivia facts with us, Wes. Appreciate it. Sure. Uh, coming to us from uh, Australia, it's the Saucy Aussie himself, Stephen Beaumont. How you doing, man? Digging the new yeah, wall posters you got up. Yeah, cheers, lad. Yeah, I've got some Red Dead love, bit of Witcher love. Skyrim still. What is the yeah. uh, the bottom right one or bottom left one? I don't know if I'm looking that's, at it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's Witcher 3. Oh, sick. Oh, yeah. very okay. cool, very cool. It's actually a really, uh, it's a really painterly map. It's really nice, yeah. Yeah, it looks yeah. awesome. Gives me that like Octopath world map vibes, for sure. Mm. But uh, we have the distinct honor this week of being joined by our special guest, John Carson. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Pretty good. We're glad to have you. Yeah, I'm very happy to be here. Well, uh, I hope you guys all stopped by the fighting type gym on your way in and learned hammer arm because it's time for the icebreaker. All right, so our uh, icebreaker question comes in this week from the Draft Punks. Shout out, check out their podcast. 
Um, but their question is, what fictional universe would you most want to live in as yourself? So kind of like an isekai type thing. Uh, what would you pick <laughs> if you could get the powers traits of that world? Uh, you got something locked and loaded for us, Steven? Actually, be- yeah, because like saying the isekai thing is pretty funny. But um, uh, yeah, I, 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 my wife's been playing Ooblets and damn, that mm. game's jolly. The only thing is if like um if music actually does exist like just in your day to day like i think i probably the little the little chip chip tune sort of like animal uh-huh. crossing music would probably drive me insane after like a year or something but like otherwise it's just so jolly like <laughs> for sure that kind of inspires me i think i kind of would like to live on like an animal crossing town and just have the power to dig bags of money out of the ground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty good. good. Uh, what do you Free think? Uh, yeah, yeah. Everything's just—it's a perfect utopia. Everybody speaks yeah. in cute uh, banjo kazooie <laughs> talk. Um, yeah. What about you, John? You, can you think of anything? Uh, yeah. Uh, shout out to Stephen Shirt. I would go into the One Piece universe. Um, nice. Just be oh, a pirate. Think uh, about geez, what, that. Would I um, would I take a devil fruit? That seems like a pretty hard drawback to not be able to swim. Um, Especially when it's like it's more like ninety percent of the world is water in One Piece. It's like yeah, <laughs> but like no one ever drowns. So I, yeah, let's let's take a devil fruit. Let's take uh, uh, probably that 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 sick earthquake fruit that uh, Whitebeard had. Nice. Oh, okay. Oh, the yeah. most oh, overpowered. It's not that, I mean, there's more. There's there's more OP ones there now. Are. I mean, there are. Read, read read the current manga. <laughs> there's no. there's a lot. Great pick, great pick, uh, Jonah. You got something in mind? Man, it is so hard. I I wasn't even thinking about anime, mm-hmm. even though you brought mm-hmm. up well, Isekai. That that was going to be my question: is if we were going with anything, or is this strictly video games? Well, technically, there's one piece of video games now, so. Yeah. I guess that's true. Um, oh, geez. I don't know if you'd want to live in the world of the video game of One Piece. That's burning blood? <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a video game world that would be fun to live in. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe Zelda would be fun. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, surprised you're not jumping. This is calamities every hundred yeah. years or so. Yeah. But there's so a couple like, like safe havens. You can live in Kakariko and stuff most of the time pretty mm-hmm. safely. To be a cuckoo farmer, yeah. yeah but if, if I'm doing that, then basically I'm just like a random NPC living in the village, and now I don't NPC. have technology. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I dang it, I'm so mad that you took One Piece. That was such hey, a good you live in One Piece. You can choose the same thing. Power. Wish I had my uh, flag up here. You guys can start your own pirate crew. Oh. Okay, yeah, yeah, John, we'll have to we'll have to figure out what our Jolly Rogers gonna be. Sounds sounds good. I like it. Okay. <laughs> All right, sweet. What about you, Wes? Well, given the fact that we were we're kind of like allowing anything, um, I <laughs> would say, oh, this might be a bad choice, but um, Dragon Ball, I think probably. Yeah, that's good. Um, good I have choice. this like I have this recurring dream, and it's one of the best dreams I've ever had. Where I am a Dragon Ball character and I can fly wow. in the dream, wow. and mm-hmm. I just get that perspective of flying, and it it's just something that brings me so much joy whenever I do have that dream, and yeah. I would just love to do that all the time. The crappy thing is, you know, like the world or the universe is constantly in danger of being destroyed, 
Um, so that's probably not great, but it's yeah. probably be worth it for you that's know. That's what Goku's for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. I mean, I don't, I don't have to be like one of the Z fighters or anything. I just want to kind of like, you know, learn some key blasts and you know learn how I'll to just fly. have fun flying around, blow yeah. some mountains up here and there. Don't get into exactly. too much trouble, you know. Yeah, oh, I, I I changed my mind. I'm gonna I'm gonna be in like, on. the world of Naruto. For sure. I want to learn to walk on water. This just turned into which anime world. Yeah, yeah. Which anime world do we want to be? To be fair, there's video games of all these animes. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks again to the Draft Punks for sending that question in. Uh, Check out their podcast. Good stuff, for sure. And uh, with that, we'll just roll right into our interview with you, John, just so our listeners can get to know you a little bit better before we get into the meat of the podcast. But um, correct me if I'm mistaken, but you're a video game uh, journalist uh, recently. um, previously employed a Game Informer as mm-hmm. uh, associate editor and co-host of the Video Gameography podcast, which is another awesome podcast everybody should check out. Shout out to the recent Devil May Cry series y'all did with Wes on for a couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> James plug for Wes. Uh, but yeah, uh, if you, <laughs> Thank you didn't mind uh, giving us a little bit of backstory, you know, crash course of like how you got into games journalism and video games in general, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I grew up on games. Uh, they were kind of my uh, my crutch for finding friends growing up and, sure. and bonding over uh, over various games. Whether it was like uh, Mario or my best friend growing up would bring over like his copy of Sonic 3 when it came out. And like we were super excited to go play it uh, after nice. school. Um, but like... Uh, like finding new genres and 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 finding new new favorites growing up like earthbound was a game that i uh found with my group of friends when i when I, when i lived yes. in wisconsin and then yeah uh, i moved to minnesota when i was nine and then uh introduced it to my new group of friends there so like awesome. that that game is super important to me um, it is board. like it's usually my go-to uh when people ask me what my favorite game is and nice. uh, still holds up today which is uh I'm, I'm thankful that, that I can still point a, to that. People are like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a huge uh, Earthbound fan. I love Earthbound. It's, it's so It's great. so good. Every, I want every... Them to bring Mother 3 to the Switch so Oh, bad. just please. One of these days. They have to. Or, like, remake it. Because yeah. I know there's, like, a whole rhythm element to the combat. And mm, I don't know if that yeah. plays as well with the monitors and screens that we have today. But mm. one way or another, uh, they, they should definitely bring it here. Uh, when it comes to like me getting into like games journalism, uh, I think it was back in like 2005, 2006, I started really paying attention to like one up and GameSpot and, uh, those, uh, those groups of people and like listening to podcasts at like every, every release that they had. Um, and so I started getting interested in like doing that as a job and, uh, I think it's like 2008, 2009, I jumped on Twitter for the first time and actually started talking to somebody at a smaller game site called the game reviews. And, uh, they let me come on and start, uh, writing some reviews. Like, uh, it was for free is for exposure that, that thing, but, uh, it got me to two E threes and, uh, met some, met some folks from like game informer and other places and just kind of became friends with a bunch of people. Um, I never, I never really got into the industry until about a year ago. Um, but it was a lot of freelance stuff or, or writing whenever and, and streaming and, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, 
uh, Game Informer was like my my first foot in the door, my first actual paid position in the industry. And uh, unfortunately, that came to an end uh, a few months ago. Uh, there were some layoffs that happened, but yeah. I'm currently freelancing for them. Uh, I have a review hitting this week with them. And then um, I also freelance for IGN for reviews. So oh, cool. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. So what, uh, real quick, what are like the best places where people can, you know, kind of follow you and like the writing you're putting out? Yeah. Uh, like I said, uh, game, game informer occasionally, um, you can read like all of my stuff from there. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, IGN is the other place, uh, that, that my writing is, uh, otherwise you can follow me on, on Twitter at John underscore Carson and then on Twitch at, uh, John Carson games. Very cool. cool. So, uh. This is something I kind of always like to ask games journalists, but um, mm -hmm. is there like a standout um, moment for you in your career so far that uh, you hold dear, like either um, a piece that you put out that you're really proud of or just mm -hmm. uh, someone that you got to meet or something you got to do or anything like that? Uh, there, there's a couple. So last uh, September, I got to help out with my first cover story. Um, I didn't get to write the cover story, but I was helping uh, on the online side, and that was for the, our our Saints Row uh, story. Cool. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> which is really cool. That that game just came out, yeah, about a month ago, and uh, they actually sent us a build of it about a year ago. So I got to see like a very very early version of that game and play it, and kind of see like where that's translated today. It's really interesting to see that 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 process sure. and. See how see how much things move and see how much things don't move, and uh, that that's just a cool process to talk to the team and and gather all that information. Um, this was this actually happened after Game Informer, but uh, I was at Evo uh, in in August, and <clears throat> excuse me, my throat's a little bit sore. Um, I I went to uh, uh, I got to stay at my friend's. Uh, other bed in his hotel room so nice. <laughs> um, he, get, he got me press credentials and i was kind of helping him out with like interviews and camera work and whatnot so um we got to interview the producer of king of fighters 15 and then the ceo of arc system works um which is cool. a very kind of surreal experience because yeah, I, I, I wasn't even supposed to be there at all. And, yeah, that's uh, awesome. That's really. And so cool. we're we're just talking to like top people in in the fighting game industry. It is. What, what awesome. was that like when you were doing those interviews? Because um, we've talked to different folks that um, you know are in the games journalism space that have you know interviewed developers from Japan and stuff. Um, yeah. Did those folks uh, speak English, or did you have to work through a translator? Uh, we had to work through translators, and uh, the translators were were, were great. Um, and the people that and like the the uh, folks from the from the development teams that we talked to were were also really great, uh, very communicative. Um, they were very open to answering just about any question, unless it was like, "Hey, what are you guys working on next?" And they wouldn't really say. But sure, uh, there is that weird disconnect of like, I'm talking to this person, but really I'm talking to this person because they need to relay the information to them, and so it's hard to uh, figure out where to look. Yeah. yeah, I always <laughs> notice that when I, I watch imagine. those videos, it always looks so awkward. Like, who, who am I talking to? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always um, um, find it interesting. I was watching an interview not that long ago um, with a friend of the show, Mitchell Saltzman, who was interviewing um, a developer, um, and he was asking um, his question, and the person he was asking it to, it's like they immediately knew what he was asking. 
but you didn't hear any of the translation work going on. So are they like hmm. basically instantaneously like translating or do they wait for you to finish or um, when, you're, when you're asking a question, how's that? How's that? They usually wait to wait till you finish. Okay. And uh, then they'll, then they'll relay the information. Um, one, one guy just had like a, like a, a tablet with a keyboard that he was just like taking notes on. Mm -hmm. So if it was like a longer question or a longer answer, he could remember right. what was actually said. Very cool. Very cool. Um, I feel like that would be one of the hardest jobs ever. Yeah. It's just like Respect doing interviews all day and just trans, uh, translating for somebody else. And probably oh, just like man. hearing the same stuff over and over. Yeah. Yeah. So like he, he, questions. It's like, oh yeah, I heard this. And like, yeah. speaking of Mitchell Saltzman, like we, we had talked to him before we talked to the uh, Arc System Works CEO and he kind of told us stuff that he had asked them before and yeah. like gave, mm -hmm. uh, told us like what their demeanor was to certain questions and so um we could kind of like see it in the eyes of the translator when we started asking like, <laughs> <laughs> um, Here we go. so as a big uh fighting game fan like mm -hmm. what's your go-to fighting game or like what's your your uh favorite um my go-to series is usually street fighter okay but but right now i'd say my go-to fighting game is guilty gear strive um, oh okay yeah, I've heard just has like the biggest things about that game. Great, yeah, great player base, cool characters, uh, great online. So uh, I can get together with people in the industry and just knock out some matches whenever, and, and it's a great cool. experience. Cool, cool, very cool, very cool. Well, now that we all know each other and we're friends, it's time for the debate. <laughs> Welcome back to the debate, and we got a fun one, a 3v3 monster battle, you might say, with uh, both of our contestants representing their top three favorite Pokemon. Uh, it's Steven versus John, with Caden as the assist trophy, That's and cool. um, I guess now we can uh, ask the contestants, what Pokemon did you bring to the table? John, I'll let you go first. Yeah, uh, mine are from three different generations. Okay. They are uh, Gengar, okay. Garbodor, and Deoxys. <laughs> I, I have to ask, <laughs> is it not is the main Garbodor? Like a, yeah, like Gar a Garbodor, sure. It's like a pun Semantics. on the word odor. Like a Gar Garbodor, Garbodor. I like the way Garbodor sounds better. I like the way yeah. Garbodor sounds too. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like a well, so that's why it's respectable. Right. In my we'll, eyes. We'll, we'll pass it over to Steven. <laughs> what are your top three Pokemon? Um, yeah, so my play today is uh it's 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 interesting. Like I'll I'll, I'll explain it in the debate, but it is uh Pangaro, uh Alakazam, and Greninja. Okay, okay. <clears throat> okay all right well we'll have our two minute opening statement our two minute rebuttal and our two minute closing thoughts for each contestant with Caden having that additional 30 second uh assist trophy for you guys to call out and uh john with you being our guest would you mm -hmm. like to start or close the debate today uh let's close it all Thanks. right steven I'm going to get two minutes on the clock because I forgot to do this during our break. <laughs> A little behind-the-scenes magic for our listeners. <clears throat> two minutes. Are you ready, sir? No. 
Okay. <laughs> Three, two, one, debate. All right. Let me take you on a night to remember. We're going out to dinner. And what do you want to do first? You got to get dressed up. So that's why you got my man Pangaro, who comes fully decked out in a suit, baby. Top of tails. Let's go. And you know what? We're going to go to this nice restaurant. We need some entertainment. Not only that, obviously, we need the man with the utensils. So who are we getting? We got Alakazam, Spoon Man himself. Look, you know, I'm not saying you can also do some stuff in the back alleys with some spoons, but I'm not, not going there. But I'm just saying he's, he, he is the smartest <laughs> Pokemon alive. Like, you could do some magic tricks while we're having a lovely dinner. And so who do we need to be sitting across from us? Greninja, because we know what that tongue do. Some lovely oh conversation about current events, because we're adults and we like to talk. But that's... They're my Pokemon. We've got a dark fighting Pokemon that can attack ghosts if you have the scrappy ability. We've got Alakazam, one of the greatest glass cannons in video games ever. Just packs an absolute punch, destroys Gen 1. And then we've got Greninja, literally one of the coolest design Pokemons, one of the best shinies in the entire game. Has 30 seconds. An amiibo, because it's amazing in Smash, the amazing ninja itself. They're my Pokemon, that's just the setup. Enjoy the night, we're going to have a lovely time. That, are you leaving it there? All right. I'd just like to say that Stephen's views are his own and do not represent the opinion of Great Cape Debate <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> what was that? What, what, what view did I say? What view did I have? You're just giving us this weird sexualization of Pokemon. What? Like, I don't know what's Wait, going on. What about sexualization? Doing it, something talking. with spoons in the back alley. Okay. Talk with, okay. Talk okay. With All right. <laughs> it's all in my head, though. It's me. Yeah. All right, yeah. John, you got two minutes on the clock for your opening statement. Are you ready? Right. Uh, sure. Well, I, right. I don't think I've ever debated before, so this is going to be <laughs> interesting. Uh, well, we'll see. Uh, three, two, one, debate. All right, so my three Pokemon, Gengar, Gar Garbodor, uh, <laughs> and Deoxys. Uh, essentially, they are... Uh, all about uh, the dreams we have, the ambitions that we have, and the things that we leave behind uh, in achieving those. Uh, so Gengar obviously represents our, our dreams. He's a, little, he's a little bit of a terror, though. Um, he was the uh, the first ghost Pokemon, or he's the first Pokemon in, in on my team that uh, taught me how to uh, employ an actual strategy in mm. Pokemon. Uh using hypnosis using dream eater uh instead of just picking whatever my strongest move was and hammering home with it um moving on to garbador uh who doesn't feel like a big pile of trash sometimes <laughs> the the great th the, the great thing about garbador is that he teaches us or they teach us uh that even if you feel uh like a like a dumpster uh, you can you can take anything that that comes your way, any damage that's coming in, and persevere. That thing is a tank, 
Uh, it knows how to win, and it it it, it does it uh, looking great, looking looking its finest. Uh, Thirty seconds. Uh, Deoxys is just one of the sickest Pokemon ever made. Uh, it is a virus from space, and you really can't beat that. Like it's it's a it's a badass alien uh, that that's flown into uh, Earth or whatever Pokemon it's on, uh, and I mean. <laughs> Uh, it's it has one of the coolest designs ever. Um, it has multiple forms, which I believe is the first Pokemon to actually uh, use forms, and it uses them very very well. Time, well done, John. Well done. Thanks. Tiny uh, point of order. I, I believe cast form predated Deoxys, but still. Oh, mm, I guess that does count. Nope, yes. Now both Gen three. I mean, everybody forgets about cast form, and nobody cares about cast form, but it still happens. <laughs> Well, I guess if nobody cares about it, then it doesn't matter. Wait, exactly. cast form was Gen three, yeah, as well, and so is Deoxys. Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't. I thought yeah. you. Okay, I didn't know that. Cool. Brothers of transforming. Exactly. Maybe. Maybe they're related. Could be. Oh. All right, Stephen, you got two minutes on the clock for your rebuttal. Are you ready? Um. Yeah. Let's get it. Ready, set, debate. Okay, so first of all, we've got to bring up, like, the elephant in the room about Pokemon in general. And that is the guilt that goes with catching a bunch of Pokemon and just storing them forever in, in your PC. And what John's saying here is that he is just willing to forego all of that guilt because he just gets Gengar. Hey, Gengar, look, I can't sleep. Put me to sleep. Eat eat those dreams for me get those nightmares out of my head look i want to wake up tomorrow feeling good about my like mass like on mass like stealing of pokemon from the land and just like trapping them forever on this pc so like just from an ethics standpoint you you cannot have gengar as as your favorite pokemon because that's just wrong like i just i, I can't agree <laughs> now garboda on the other hand, obviously, meme police, the, the sirens are going off, okay? Like, you're literally offering trash as you're offering. And not only that, it brings up, man, my, my biggest thing. Like, I, whenever you get me talking about Pokemon, it always comes back to Gen 5 and just the trash that is just recycled from Gen 1. And it's like, oh, we had, like, Koffinger wheezing it and, 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 um, and Mark. And it's like... What, what what other like uh, waste products can we do? And it's like oh, I don't know. We're out of ideas. What about literally rubbish? And that's what they came seconds. up with. Um, and then finally, Deoxy as well. Again, it's just like you know, look, I like to have a little bit of challenge in in, in my Pokemon playthroughs. So maybe I don't play with mythicals because I don't I don't need everything just to be a one hit KO. You know. So I'm just saying, look, you know. Maybe maybe try maybe try some Pokemon at the uh, in in Route One, you know. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Go, Caden, for the for, for the uh, <laughs> rebuttal. <laughs> All right, Caden, go ahead. Okay, so uh, I was gonna say, John, that I think your team is at a severe disadvantage to Stevens uh, tactically, 
I believe all of Steven's mons are resistant, immune, or just normally damaged by all of your mons typings, uh, except for Alakazam, which is weak to Gengar. But if Steven puts the grind in on Gen 9 and gets a, a normal Terra type Alakazam and it comes out there with a, you <laughs> know, uh, a freaking uh, <laughs> giant gem on its head, then you're going to have some problems. But I will say, I don't know, based on Steven's opening statement, that fighting is what his Pokemon are going to be doing to your Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow that extra bit of time. <laughs> Thank you for helping my statement, Caden. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, you got two minutes on the clock for your rebuttal. Just a reminder you still have Caden as your assist trophy if you want to use him this round. Great. Three, two, one, debate. All right, so when we're talking about these Pokemon teams and, and the, the three best Pokemon, uh, I mean, I want to take them around the world with me uh, and adventure with them. You just want to take them out on a night on the town? Uh, first things first, Pangoro, not wearing a suit. That's that's a, that's that's school wear. That that is he is he's a Japanese school punk. Uh, he's he's a thug. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna beat you up and take your money. He's not gonna take you out for a nice meal. Uh, Alakazam, taking him uh, out to a nice dinner. What if, what if you have uh, what are you getting? Spaghetti? Are you getting like a nice steak? What are you gonna do with all those spoons that he's giving you? How are you gonna eat anything? That's wait, wait. that's not. <laughs> you, you wait, wait 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 wait. I know I know. Uh, Steven, you you can't. I know. <clears throat> Continue, and, and Ninja. Greninja is going to get its tongue everywhere. Do you want it tasting your food before you even get to it? I'm sure that's not the tongue play that you were looking for. Uh, but it's going to be a pretty gross date to have with you. Um, I I mean, e even if you bring him out onto the battlefield, uh, Pangoro, sure, he's going to put up a fight. Uh, but he's going to get trashed by that pile of trash. Easily, hands down. Uh, Alakazam, you called it a glass cannon. That thing's going to break. Uh, in one move. It's uh, going to be on the battlefield for more than five seconds or so. Uh, and Greninja, uh, I mean, Greninja, you just give it a nice, well-placed lightning strike, and that thing's toast. Uh, none of these are going to stand up to any competitive uh, competitive battles, uh, any wars. Uh, they just won't be able to survive. And that's all that I have. Damn, oh, we if, didn't, we yeah, well, uh, and you know what? Let's let's uh, pop the assist trophy. Okay. Caden, go ahead. Okay, so when I wrote this, I didn't know what Steven's opening statement was going to be, so it perfectly aligns. But uh, my problem with Steven's Pokemon is that Pokemon like these are the reason why there's 347,000 images tagged with Pokemon in Rule 34, okay? You don't think if a Pokemon has two arms, two legs, and it is bipedal that it's okay to fantasize about boating it, okay? Just stop it. Get some help. If you want to improve the Pokemon roster, just start by axing all pe bipedal Pokemon, and we're good to go. Time. Perfect. <laughs> Yeah, the only, the only unfortunate thing about about having a blind Pokemon tournament is you didn't get to say, like, uh, Storm's line from X-Men 1 of, like, you know what happens to uh, Toad uh, in a lightning storm? <laughs> that would have been pretty good. All right, Steven, let's close this out. You got two minutes on the clock for your closing thoughts. Three, two, one, debate. All right, getting getting serious now. 
the the main reason I have Pangaro so high on my list is because in in Gen Six I used Pangaro to catch everything, and I and I bred for a Scrappy um, Pangaro so that it could punch ghosts, which means it can use normal type moves, which means it can use False Swipe on ghosts, get them down, make them much easier to catch, like Mimikyu, which is a hard Pokemon to catch. I also got a shiny. I actually got a shiny Gengar in Gen Six because because of Pangaro, nice. my boy. That's so um, uh, Alakazam, literally, it's just like one of just the coolest, most OP Pokemon. Like, and it and that's the cool payoff of it being a glass cannon. And I've never been a glass cannon build in other like ARPGs and stuff like that. But it's just such a cool like Pokemon because it is so squishy, but it just hits so hard. So you just got to make sure you you, you pop it out first. Um, and has a cool mega evolution. It's it's really dope. Um, and then yeah, Greninja, like so many dope moves, like super powerful. But also yeah, as I said, it's in in Smash and actually really really viable in in, in Smash. Has the coolest um shiny uh top three in my opinion. And um, unfortunately, I haven't got that one yet, but. It's just such a cool design. It's just one of the... It, these Pokemon are just... Some Pokemon just are just... 30 uh, seconds. Right above the rest. And yeah, all, all my Pokemon both mean a lot to me personally. And they're just dope designs. I'd ha have them on my team in a heartbeat. Um, yeah. And uh, that's the thing I love about like Alakazam, Gengar and stuff like that. Is the trading element. Having to trade to, to get them just made it so much more special. Like I remember taking my... Uh, link cable to, to school and trading it in grade three it was dope time all right closing it out nicely john let's get this debate done all right that doesn't make sense <laughs> but I start, I, let's get it done yeah. i started to say it and i just rolled with it Wait, so let's get her done oh boy Two minutes on the clock. Three, two, one, debate. Uh, so these Pokemon are really three of my favorites. Um, it's so hard to choose from, uh, what, over 900 now, including uh, regional forms and, and whatnot. Uh, but Gengar is one of those Pokemon that's persisted since uh, the original 151. Um it's right up there, even in merchandise with Pikachu, with Eevee, with Charizard. Uh, there's still Gengar merchandise, surprisingly. Uh, it's kind of the underdog, I think, of the popular Pokemon of that. Of that, just see right there. Uh, I I have a I have a, a Gengar playmat. So when I go to play Magic the Gathering, I'm oh, repping Gengar. Nice. Um, it's so cool. Um, as for Garbodor, it's another. It's another, like, underdog Pokemon for me. When I first saw it, I'm like, ah, that was one of the first ones where I'm like, oh, are, are, have they taken things too far? Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, uh, people complain about, like, yes. Klefki. It's like, oh, it's just an inanimate object. Oh, it's, it's an ice cream cone, whatever. But, like, I think that it's really grown on me over time. Uh, even it's like Gigantamax form. It has, like, boats and planes and stuff stuck in it. Like, it's this larger than life uh uh poison pokemon uh it has a lot of character uh, it is it is good competitively from what i understand um i don't really play much competitive competitive pokemon but like that thing is thick uh <laughs> and then 
for Deoxys. It's not actually a Pokemon that I've ever had, uh, but it's one of those that early on in the uh, uh, in the Ruby and Sapphire like internet age and like hearing about it and like seeing pictures of it, like oh is that real? Like that's nuts. It has different forms. Like if you need it to be an attacker, it could be an attack form. If you need it to be defense, uh, speed, whatever, it could be whatever Time. you want. Wow! All right, what and a debate. That's the debate. Yeah, that was. I won wood places. I uh, <laughs> I I love that. It it went some strange places, but good places. <laughs> uh, Wes, you've been quiet, so let's uh, let's hear your thoughts and get your vote, man. This is a hard one to gauge. Um, <clears throat> I haven't played probably as much Pokemon as as maybe a lot of the folks here. Um, I'm I am aware of most of these these uh, Pokemon. Um, I was having a hard time figuring out which direction I was rolling with this, but um, I think John's rebuttal uh, was brilliantly done. Just so brilliantly done that I... It, it, he won me over with that pretty pretty heavily. Um, good good, uh, good information from both sides all around. Good, good debate from both sides all around, specifically in the, in the closing statements, uh, more on the kind of more logical end i would say um but just from the uh the, the brilliance of the the rebuttal I, I had to give it to john in this case all right very nice that's one point for john goose eggs for steven <laughs> hayden <laughs> let's hear your thoughts as the assist trophy and get your vote well uh yeah i do not doubt the passion uh for pokemon from either of our debaters no, uh but yeah that that rebuttal from john was like textbook perfect and from a man who said he's never done a debate before it just took both all of steven's points from the opening and all of my points from my assist trophy and just you know perfectly deflect them but uh aside from that you know garbador and deoxys coming into this are like two examples of pokemon that I just hate only coming from an aesthetic <laughs> perspective because I haven't played anything past three. I was like, oh, it's literally a pile of trash. Oh, what's this weird <laughs> humanoid fairy tentacle thing? Like, I have no idea. I just, I want, like, more realistic animal Pokemon again. But then you explained, which I did not know, that Deoxys is a mutated virus Pokemon. And then yeah. your, your speech about Garbodor, how it's a lesson to us all, like, even if you feel like a dumpster... You can overcome adversity. It's just, man, it really, it really sold me. So yeah, I have to give it to John. Hey, <laughs> Stephen, I loved your opening statement, man. You took me on an adventure. <laughs> I didn't know where that adventure was going to lead, date. but it was, uh, it was a hot date, and I can't imagine bringing a Pokemon as a third wheel on a date or even being the date which might be a little weirder but uh i i absolutely love that but um i'm sorry i gotta give my point to john the points that he made in that rebuttal it was perfect like he looked like he was the anime character his eyes flashed, himself he's, with his eyes closed his blocking, and then Wish I had my glasses here. Wait, goes, <laughs> goes straight in for the kill with uh, his Shwing. closing thoughts. <laughs> so, 
Um, I'm sorry to say this, Stephen, but three points for John. Wow. Goose eggs for Steven. That's so good. The um one of the behind the scenes things is I had to take a mulligan because I said to Wes, look, if if um if yeah. John chooses a Pokemon that I have, I'll 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 take a mulligan. And so that was Gengar. So yeah. Oh <laughs> see. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering yeah. which one. He mentioned it. I'm like, I can change one. That's fine. Yeah. So what did you swap uh, for? It's, it's Garbodor, isn't it? And he said, <laughs> nah, bruh. <laughs> 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 Who did you swap for Gengar then, Steve? Greninja. I I, I do okay. love Greninja, but I was like, my my story was already told, and like it, like, and I was gonna because I was gonna use the you whole, needed someone with the tongue. Yeah. I was gonna use the whole hypnosis dream eater in my own argument. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, this is getting sketchy. And then like um and and also the just the fact that obviously after a nice meal you want to look like Gengar, like he's. He's had a good meal, yes. you know what I mean? Oh, he's, like, he's full, he's happy. Yeah. Look, at happy. The, look at this lovely he's chat. That guy. Yeah. He's ready for some mischief. Wet steaks yeah. all around. Yeah. Yeah. Looks steaks. like he had a little bit too much grass, and, but and, that's and okay. The, the other thing is, like, although Gengar's shiny is terrible, Gengar's mega shiny. Mega. Oh. Yeah. oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I forgot to mention beauty. that. I, I wanted to bring up like his his mega evolution yeah. and like how terrifying it is, and then his Gigantamax. He just looks yeah. like a Beetlejuice Funhouse. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. it's, so good. it's so good. It's yeah, one of the best megas. And uh, the other thing is, um, it's unfortunate that you ha- haven't got Deoxys because it's probably the best part of Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, which I don't particularly love. I'm not a big Gen three fan, but you mm. literally ride on uh, Rayquaza into space. To go battle uh, Deoxys, it's super cool. Like, it's wow, one it's of the so most sick. cinematic parts of any Pokemon game. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, with that, we will uh, close out the debate for the show. But we got to go back to last week and talk about our excellent Monster Hunter debate. Monsty Casey representing Monster Hunter World. Versus Caden representing Monster Hunter Rise. And Caden, you got a few votes, my friend. But yeah, yeah, Casey took it. Casey took the dub. So congratulations, Casey. You you did great. Uh, Did Casey single-handedly motivate this? Monster Hunter World resurgence that's been going on on our Discord. <laughs> no, that's that that's been going on for uh, a couple weeks. Gotcha. Uh, prior, so happy coincidence. Yeah. Happy coincidence. Monster Hunter um, World is going around. Heck yeah! And uh, with that, y'all, we'll see you in the pitch. Okay, it's time for the pitch, wherein uh, a handful of our panelists will have two minutes to give us an elevator pitch, so to speak, for a game they've been playing uh, without revealing what the game is, and then we'll have to each decide if we're buying the game or not based on the pitch. So uh, this week, Wes, I believe you got something for us, so I'll uh, nominate you to step up to the pitcher's mound, and Jonah, if you want to give them the old countdown. User. All right, Wes, two minutes on the clock. Three, two, one pitch okay so i have a feeling that some of you might know what this game is based on the description i'm about to give but it is a fantastic game and it had to be discussed on this show one way or the other so i'm pitching it 
Uh, this is a game that I played in about three sittings over three nights this earlier this week. Um, this game is a platformer. It's a puzzle platformer. There is no combat in this game. It is a 3D puzzle platformer. Um, and it encompasses some of the, the best things from games such as Pikmin um, and Chibi Robo. So you play as a character who is a, a very, very tiny character in a big world. Uh, you're literally the size of a, bu a bug, and all of the other characters in the game are anthropomorphic insects. Um, and you are given tasks to complete in this gigantic house. So you are trying to uh, uh, perform uh, certain tasks to assemble uh, this machine that's going to basically, uh, which is the culmination of the story in the game. Um, and uh, to accomplish these tasks, you have these tiny little helpers uh, akin to Pikmin. I will not say what they are because it's the name of the game itself. Uh, but they can do things like carry things around for you, um, explode objects or obstacles in your path, build bridges for you, uh, complete circuits to power objects, um, and uh, and other things as well. Um, and it's just a completely seconds. it's a completely jolly time. It's good vibes. It runs great. It's fun. Um, it's it, it doesn't have any of the complications like like a timer with Pikmin. It is on Game Pass. You can play this game for free. You should play this game. It's a good time. It's short and it's sweet. And please play it. That's it. How yeah. All right, All right. Wes leaving ten seconds on the table for his pitch. I must be living under a rock because I have no idea what this game is, but it sounds sweet. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm picking up especially if it's on Game Pass. Oh, yeah. Game Pass, baby. Sold. <laughs> That's all you have to do for Jonah. Okay. Yep. Sold. I, <clears throat> I endorse right. uh, What about you? <laughs> yeah. Okay, Steven knows what it is. Uh, John, what do you think? I also know what it is, and I've heard nothing but great things about it, and I can't wait to play it myself. I am in. Right. Steven, you've already 100% at this game, haven't you? <laughs> I missed, two, <laughs> I missed two achievements, yeah. So, Stephen, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody what the game is. Uh, the game is Tinykin, and everyone, everyone should play this game. Whether you like platforms, oh, yes, whether you like puzzles, whether you like just having a chill time with gorgeous art, like, you should play this game. Especially if you like Levolution. Like, oh, play this game. <laughs> okay. It's yeah. relatively short, it sounds like, too. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Nice. Uh, I, I, I finished it in, in three sittings, three fairly lengthy sittings, like two, two and a half hour sittings. Um, yeah. And I got, I didn't 100%, I didn't find every, most of the collectibles that you get are these pollen grains that you turn in. Um, you can, you have a, the ability to like float for a limited time. Um, and uh, there's a one character, you collect the pollen grains for them. They're like a brewer and they reward you for collecting the pollen that they use to brew this drink with uh with extending the amount of time that you can float nice. um so i didn't collect every pollen green in every level i think i did in like three of the levels uh but there's usually like 900 to 1200 pollen grains those are just the base collectible and then there's also specific quests that you can do mini quests within each level to get additional collectibles to fill out kind of like a museum it's like a mini quest mm -hmm. um and uh, <clears throat> uh it's, just, it's just a great Great game. Came out of nowhere for me. Uh, I was talking with friend of the show, Beaten Down Brian, about it. 
I heard about the game on MinMax and their podcast, and they were all super high on it. And I, I tried it on Switch, so it's on Switch too. It runs great on Switch, so if you want to play it on that platform, it's available there as well. Um, regardless of where you play it, you should play it. That's great. nice awesome. that the uh, that the main collectible for the game is like has functionality. Yeah, I like that yeah. A lot, honestly, Love that. that's really nice. Cool. Well, glad that's on my radar now. Thanks, Wes. Uh, next up to the pitcher's mound will be John. So, Jonah, whenever you're ready, give him the countdown. And a three, two, one, pitch. All right. So, the game that I've been playing is something that I've dabbled with over the last couple of years. Um, and it's something I've been playing nonstop for the last two or three days now. And it is a indie Kickstarter MMORPG um, but tell me if you've heard this before. Uh, you are you play as a uh, like a teenager who is traveling around the land to collect monsters, um, and you are uh, collecting these monsters. You are taking on uh, what they call uh, dojos uh, to uh, complete your academia, um, but along the way you run into uh, some complications uh some uh some some bad guys that you need to take down uh some uh environmental hazards that you need to get across um so you end up uh exploring this really big world uh the world's massive uh it takes a while to get around um and it's it's pretty fun to explore there's there's a lot to see there's a lot of fun writing in it i think a lot of even just like the random NPCs that you talk to uh, have a lot of uh, lovingly crafted lines. Um, but what's really the best part about it is the uh, the battle system uh, that you use these uh, these monsters uh, to fight. It is kind of like Pokemon, uh, but instead of having like a set amount of points per move, you have a stamina system. So every move uses uh, a piece of that stamina bar. Um, so there's really this risk reward for using too much stamina and damaging yourself and taking like turns off uh, or using a stronger move that uses more stamina versus uh, a move that you can kind of like chip away at people. This is also a 2v2 game. So every time that you're fighting with monsters, you're fighting with a team. Time. Um, Dang. I know, I know what this is now, but I, I just want to ask is does the stamina system work kind of like bravely default where you get stamina back at every turn as well? Or or do you not get stamina back? You you do get stamina back. It's very little, um, but you can also like rest and get more, like a bigger chunk of stamina back. That's you can cool. use items to uh, to uh, get stamina back as well. I use items like all the time in this game. It's actually pretty hard, um, and like uh, sometimes your way to heal is few and far between. Like your your Pokemon Center adjacent things are. Uh, very far apart, and so it is a more challenging game than, than Pokemon. Cool. Uh, I do have some questions, but I'll wait till after we all decide if we're buying or not. But uh, I, I'm definitely in. I mean, I love uh, loved playing Pokemon growing up, but you know their uh, inability to increase the game's challenge to match the the growing player. You know, they're they're just always targeting. 10 year olds like no matter what year it is so yeah getting these games like uh monster sanctuary and stuff that are actually like challenging um 
monster collection games uh really intrigued me so i'm definitely in whatever this is sounds dope um quick question before i give my answer uh how's mm -hmm. the how's the like uh co-op nature of this game because you said it is an mmo correct yeah so you'll see people running around in the world um which really at times just makes it look like kind of like the worst part about world of warcraft mm -hmm. and it's like everyone's gathering around like a quest and mm -hmm. like it's hard to get to the person or it's like hard to tell like what's going on even in like important scenes where you feel like uh you should be like the star of it you see a bunch <laughs> of people just like in a circle um, <laughs> just like standing there doing nothing um but it, it it does help to make the the world feel more alive you can do battles um against people trade with people do all that stuff as well um okay so it is all it's superficial uh for the most part uh but it it does remind you that you have other people that you can communicate with and, and there uh are there team battles i don't know okay uh, with with other people i'm not sure like okay. all of your battles are you always use two of your your monsters you always okay. use two always okay interesting yeah i'm uh i'm in i've been wanting to check this game out for uh, a while now um friend of the show ryan Stubbs, is a huge fan of this show, uh of this game and nice. he's been playing a lot of it lately nice you're assuming that you know what the game is oh i know what <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um i was out until you explained more about the online portion of the game um but given that explanation, because I don't, I'm not usually somebody that has a lot of time for playing games online with people or playing co-op with people, um, just because I'm, I'm busy and it's hard to align schedules. But uh, mm. given what you told me, um, you assaged my fears, so I, I'm in. Um, nice. And and personally, I have always been curiously in, like when it was just a PC beta sort of thing. I was intrigued, mm. but didn't mm. didn't have anything to play it with but unfortunately i i went onto the store and was slightly shocked by the price i don't know why maybe yeah. it's a lot bigger than it than than i than i think it is but i was just like it wasn't an indie price that i was familiar with like straight away it was like oh okay yeah um so i'm probably waiting on a special person oh i didn't know so I, would I you like to reveal the game uh john yeah uh the game is temtem uh, oh, there, there's a couple things I, I think I, I forgot to mention with it too. Um, it is, uh, I mean, it. Speaking to the price, I think it's like forty-five dollars US. Um, it was originally a lot cheaper when it first came out, and then every like new edition, they've, uh, oh. they've, they've upped the price, um, which is an interesting way to handle that. Um, I'm trying to see how many hours I've put in, but I'm like halfway two-thirds of the way through and i've got to be like 25 hours in or so um yeah which is I'm like sure, pretty chunky i'm um, sure it has a competitive scene and you could grind for a long time trying to get perfect tim tim so i'm sure you can yeah. easily go past 100 hours if you get into the competitive stuff yeah and, and that seems to be like the real focus um mm. all of the end game stuff seems to be geared towards that um you can like rechallenge the dojo leaders weekly um, and they'll like you need to have like competitive teams for it like they do it under competitive rules nice. where you can't use items and stuff 
Um, so there, there's a lot of cool stuff with that and, and like grouping up with people and, and yeah. having dojo wars. Uh, the like, other thing I, that I just want... Yeah. Uh, the other thing I want to quickly say is this is on uh, PlayStation, it's on Switch, it's on PC, I think it's on Xbox, I'm not sure, uh, but it oh, is yeah. all cross-play. Nice. And it is uh, cross progression between two devices. Oh, so right. I have my my PlayStation sick. Five version linked up with my Steam version, so that's I can so play cool. on my Steam Deck and I can play on my PS Five. And it take opens. notes, Capcom, Freaking Monster <laughs> right? Hunter. Yeah. It's possible. <laughs> but yeah, um, we're both Ray, Ray battling gym leaders is like that's the best thing because like, that's like one of the coolest things cool. about like. Um, hard gold soul silver is going against mm. the elite four for the second time and they have up upgraded pokemon and stuff like that that was like really cool so taking that and then putting more like battle tower fights in it that's cool because that i've always wanted that because i don't like battle tower but i would like to learn it you know what i mean but i just would yeah. like it pe peppered throughout the game you know so mm. yeah that's really cool yeah, yeah. I think um, it'd be fun to have an RP character where you just pretend to be an NPC from Pokemon, where you just have like three Caterpies and you just challenge every <laughs> player that's going through the area. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the the content, um, you said that it gets more expensive the farther it goes. Does that mean like if you bought the game at the 1.0 launch, does that mean all the content for you is free going forward? Yeah. Uh, I think so. Yeah, it could be because I I bought oh. it originally on PC it's, when it's it when it first like uh, released into early access, and yeah. it's I still have that same mm. version. Is that the same? It's with, like when um, when it first um, launched in early access, it was like twenty dollars, and as they added content, new people that were oh, buying it, had to pay more. okay, you didn't have to okay. pay. More. Yeah. Okay. Would, would, would that be the same with you with Baldur's Gate three, Caden? Will you get full game? Because it. Well, yes, but they put the full price of the game at uh, $60 for early access. They weren't oh, giving anybody a okay. discount. So They're like, if, you, if right. you're playing and then it goes access, up from there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they have their own model. You know, They're like, if yeah, you right. want to help us with early access, then you probably care a lot and won't mind paying the money. So, Yeah, right. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah, it was a great pitch. Get to him on your radar if you're a Pokemon fan. And uh, next up to the pitcher's mound will be Steven. So, Jonah, the countdown. Three, two, one, pitch. So, um, this is a game that a fair few outlets have been talking highly about, but it's been very hard to explain uh, because of the, the the style of content. This is an FMV game that a lot everyone's been talking about. If 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 you, if you know. Uh, what big FMV game has recently come out um, and it's it's very unique I haven't played any games like this really um, you pretty much watch movies, snippets of movies behind the scenes features and slowly a montage of a timeline starts to evolve and you're trying to follow the lives of people through these um, both on screen and off screen, like um, pieces, um, and obviously because they're they're raw footage of shots of, of a movie, there'll be prior to action and also after action, um, and the the real hook. Because at first I was I was intrigued, but the real hook is you actually have a a kinesthetic. And I, no, I won't go in, into it more than that. But um, there's something tactile that happens 
which makes you start to think about the controls of the game, which is just watching footage, but you can go backwards, forwards, pause, freeze frame, take little snapshots, and an entirely new narrative starts to unfold more than what you see first on screen. So not only is there great, great acting and it, um, and you're just watching these films being made and you can see there's something that's not quite right, but then once you get into the other story, that's where you start to really, the mystery explodes and it's, it's well worth your time. Time. Very cool. Uh, Definitely, at least from the narrative description you gave, gives me sort of like inscription vibes a little bit. Mm-hmm. I just really like much so. narratives that have that twist or that aha moment, you know? So I'm definitely intrigued. You know, I'll probably bite on this one. Yeah, okay, um, um, I, I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm very interested in, uh, in checking this out too. So yeah, I'll bite. Nice. I think Wes. Um, just two quick questions. Um, you said it's on Game Pass. Um, mm-hmm. What's the? Have you finished this game? Yes. And what's to the, say, what's fi- the to say, to on s- this? Ooh, I finished it in a in a sitting, in one sitting. Yeah, oh, I did. Okay. I finished it in one oh. sitting because I was like, I, I was like, okay, I need to go do the dishes. I need to go uh, into town and go do something. I, one more scene. I'm like, okay, yeah, but one more scene. One more scene, and then I'm going to go do the dishes, but one more scene. And then it was like, oh, but uh, one more scene. And it's just, it just has that hook. It's interesting nice. because I didn't expect to have that hook, and it gets you. Once, you, once you're invested, you're invested. All right. All right, you, you got me. You got me. Nice. Nice. How we long was that sitting, though? Oh, yeah. Uh, that is a good question. <laughs> So let's say nine o'clock till maybe four hours. Four days. Not, not, oh, not, okay. Not, like, nine a.m. So literally, <laughs> we, w- wife and the kids go out at the door. I just sat down and turned it on, and then it was like one one p.m. And I'm like, I've really good. I, I, I was meant to be doing shit like a while ago. <laughs> uh, uh, and, uh, but it was just like it. But it just got me. And then like I got credits. And then after credits, I was like, okay, but I just still need a little bit more. Just I just need a little <laughs> bit more um, because there's still so much mystery to uncover. The more you scrub through the footage, because it's this, it's this cool puzzle game of like click on an o- pause on an object and then it's like a point and click adventure where it's like okay i'm gonna click on that person's face i'm gonna click on an, uh you know an apple or a picture frame and then that's gonna take me to another thing because everything is a window to another scene and it doesn't even have to be because there's th- three movies that you're scrubbing through and you you can click on a, a door frame and then it'll go to another door or, or a window because it's you know in a rectangular okay. shape or you can click on a bottle of alcohol and then it'll go to a wine glass or something like that and so like the way you can find all of the um the cells or all of the clips is like just so interesting and just like because at first i was just like i didn't know what i was doing i'm like i'll, I'll click on people's face a uh, face you know for the first like 30 spins and then i was like well, what about the clapperboard and then i'll click on the clapperboard for 30 spins and then like yeah it's it's just really cool awesome awesome what do you think john Biden. I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat a little bit here. Um, I say yes to the pitch because I I love that you love this game and I love the enthusiasm behind it and I I know the game I know what game it is and I know that it's from a pedigree where people really enjoy this studio's games. However, 
just the type of game it is i'm gonna have yeah. to say no uh i actually turned down the review for this and uh it was like the, it was the same the same reason like yeah i i i want to love these things but i'm never gonna play them like yeah, and, that's just yeah. that's just the way like it's it's always like last on my list like oh yeah uh i've heard nothing but great things about it but i the, there's a mental barrier where i'm like eh, do i want to play that right now yeah. um but uh, I'm super happy that people are enjoying this um, yeah. and, and are it, having their minds blown by it. I, I, I almost wish this was, like, a physical thing. That, like, someone would be, like, would give me, like, actual cards and I'm, like, actual, actually ah. working like, mm -hmm. like a detective. And, like, oh, I've seen this. Could I... I'd like to get a face and someone's like, okay, here's a face card or something like that. And then you try and solve the mystery because it could work really well, like in like, you know, in, in an actual like tabletop game. Cause yes, I do understand. Like it's not a gameplay, you know, you're not having, you know, a, an amazing gameplay journey, but it's, yeah. The narrative is, is definitely gripping because I, am gameplay first every, every, you know, a lot of people say oh, i'm narrative first or i'm graphics first i am gameplay first every single time but this one got me so yeah nice. you know what maybe this will be my first it's <laughs> oh nice turn it around all right. so all right, for our, yeah, yeah yeah let's hear what the game is yeah so, <laughs> yeah, so literally everyone download immortality on on game pass it's it's a really good time and like i said like you can get to credits in roughly about four hours is the is the time sink that i i did it on i i i i solved the mystery without realizing it because of the dual layer narrative going on like i was mm. i was i was watching a, a different narrative happen and it was like oh you found out and i'm like did i and then i went back and watched it. <laughs> oh my God, holy sh i just no, i, no I didn't did not know yeah and so like yeah it, it can yeah it, it, it's surprising yeah it's cool it's pretty interesting well, it, it is from uh, Sam Barlow, who did her story and telling lies. Right, um, right. So oh, it's a, okay. yeah, uh, the 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 now king of uh, FMV games. Yeah, I, I guess say. so. Yeah. Well, guys, that was a great round of pitches. We've got Tinykin, Tim Tim, and Immortality. A great little bunch of uh, non AAA mainstream games, I guess. <laughs> so uh, with that, I'll turn things over to our resident game master, Wes, for the game. Okay, welcome back. Um, we're gonna try something a little different that we have never done. I know we're we're fans of doing different games on this show. This one is uh, gonna be quite different. Today we're gonna be doing a round of the video game dating game. We have our eligible bachelor John, who's uh, looking for a hot hot time on the town. Uh, maybe with a Pangoro, maybe not. Uh, maybe with somebody else. <laughs> and uh, so he's come to us uh, to the video game dating game, looking for. Uh, his true love. Um, the four of us panelists are going to be representing video game characters who he is eligible to date. And he will be asking us a round of questions um, and then ultimately choosing uh, who he'd like to date. We will not be revealing our identities. Our identities are going to be uh, slowly revealed, hopefully through our answers to his questions. And he'll get a chance to try to figure out who we are at the end with his choice. So anybody have any questions before we get started? Does it nope. give it away if I do a voice? Should I not do a voice? <laughs> I, I, would, I, I would suggest not doing a voice. Okay, okay. 
because <laughs> I think it makes it too obvious. But uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's like a really bad, bad, bad version of that voice. But, right. Like yeah. I would know if you're Wario, right? Exactly. Exactly. Like that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, okay. Well, with that, uh, welcome John, our eligible bachelor for the video game dating game. We have four uh, awesome choices for you today. Uh, we will not tell you who they are, but uh, you can ask them questions and then uh, decide if there's any that you'd like to take out on the town. Sounds great. Uh, I'm, I'm really happy to meet all of you. Uh, I can't wait to learn more about you. Um, and hopefully we'll find love tonight. Uh, I'm going to start off with a question for uh, everyone on the panel. Uh, we'll, we'll start with, with Jonah here. Uh, how would you describe your physique in one word? Um, plump. <laughs> uh, Watching John as they say, more in the chin. We should refer to ourselves as Bachelor 1, 2, yeah, yeah. 3, and 4. So okay, Bachelor 1, 2, I'm 3, two. and 4. Caden is 3, Steven is 4. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, that Great. makes it a little a little better. Uh, <laughs> jo Jonah, you, you, le you leave nothing to the imagination. <laughs> uh, Bachelor two, uh, what's what's your answer to this question? Harry. <laughs> All right, <laughs> got him plump and hairy. Uh, it's, we're we're off to a good start here. Uh, bachelor number three. Solid. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, John sounds bachelor, scared. Bachelor number four. Uh, hopefully, none of the previous ones. Look, you know, some people might call me, you know, ripped. Some people might call me athletic. But look, I don't, I don't really think about myself in that way. <laughs> okay. All right. One word answer uh, there. Doesn't follow directions. I think the best part about this is, is that everyone but John knows who we are, so we're just cracking up. Here. But he has no content. John so is I'm just taking terrified. ridiculous notes. I'm like, uh, yeah. it's like a, it's a police lineup for me. Yeah. It's a, who's guilty here? All right, uh, my my wonderful bachelors. Uh, let's go to our next question, which is also for all of you. Uh, what is your idea of a romantic evening? Uh, I think we talked about this a little bit earlier, but uh, hopefully it'll be a little bit different from that. Uh, bachelor number one. Um, you know, just uh, flying high, maybe looking at the night sky. Um, you know, there's a beautiful moon, one might say. Uh, but yeah, looking up at the stars flying, flying in the air. Yeah. Hmm. All right. That sounds, that sounds nice. Uh, it sounds pleasant. Uh, bachelor number two. We're going to go to, uh, we're going to go to a Chinese restaurant and we're going to get some delicious Peking duck. <laughs> then we're going to go to a, a busy town square and we're going to people watch because there's some hilarious, stupid-looking people out there that are so fun to laugh at. And I just love going to 
to places just to laugh at people. It's one of my favorite things. I, who doesn't have love a, to laugh? I will have a great time. Uh, that hey, uh, public setting. Uh, it's it's nice now that we're uh, being a little bit more free from from the pandemic. Uh, bachelor number three. Uh, what what's your idea of a romantic evening? Uh, probably both of us showing off our collections of firearms to each other and then performing <laughs> maintenance on our firearms, but preferably doing this inside of either a ventilation duct or a cardboard box. <laughs> uh, that's, that's very... Uh... Intimate. <laughs> intimate uh i was also gonna say environmentally friendly uh with i mean cardboard is uh you can recycle it that's that's Mm -hmm. that's wonderful uh bachelor number four Hmm. it's your romantic evening first of all i'll make sure my hair is perfect so i'll usually i might be a bit late maybe four hours late because i usually i really like to take care of my hair um but then i can take you to exotic locations you know maybe in spain we can go you may not last the night because hey it's gonna be pretty explosive but it'll be <laughs> all the same uh it sounds dangerous and you know danger uh, is always uh, a catalyst for romance uh all right let's let's move on to some individual questions here um we're going to start with Bachelor number one. Uh, what would you say your best qualities are? Um, <clears throat> uh, I'm quite the cartographer. Uh, I'm pretty wealthy. Uh, uh, I Fashion is like <laughs> the number one thing for me. Uh, Always, um, always looking good, always on point. Um, I was gonna say something that my character says, but I'm probably it's probably not appropriate, so I won't. <laughs> uh, you can whisper it to me later, okay? <laughs> uh. Oh, god, it'd be so creepy. Uh, yeah, yeah, all right. Rich Perfect. Uh, all right. Bachelor number three. If you could be a circus performer, which act would you be? Are you familiar with a geek? They're, they've kind of fallen out of favor, but they used to do an act involving eating the heads off of live chickens. But <laughs> I'd replace the chickens familiar. with snakes. So then you might say I'm a snake eater. <laughs> uh, that's a little bit creepy, but uh, you know, uh, I like it better when we were talking about chickens. That things are a little bit creepy. Uh, bachelor number two. Uh, if you've won a lifetime award for doing something, what did you do? Hmm. Um, spending the the most amount of time hunting. <clears throat> Lifetime achievement wow. award. Most time wow. hunting. 
Uh, that's really interesting. What kind of stuff are you hunting? Uh, different wildlife, mostly different kind types of fowl. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, I wouldn't want to run afoul of you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's got him. Sounds like you know how to handle some hardware. Uh, let's go to. Uh, you know what? We're going back to Bachelor number three for this next oh. question. Uh, what mistake have you made in the past that you'd love to delete from your history? Uh, <laughs> clear my search history. You know, I think it was probably my failure to assassinate my brother who was spiritually resurrected via hypnotherapy in my arch nemesis. But before I could kill him, he incapacitated me by hijacking my nanomachines through the SOP system. So, you know, I couldn't take the shot. <laughs> uh, it happens to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Really, yeah. it's just a passage. In, yeah. in Performance anxiety. Uh, exactly. Uh, I, I hope that you can get past that one day. Me too. Um, me too. And, and it'll make I hate you, it when uh, my nanobot doesn't work. Mm -hmm. I hate it when my brother's resurrected. Um, yeah. <laughs> He's supposed to stay dead. Uh, <laughs> bachelor number one, what is the biggest challenge in life? What is your biggest challenge in life? Um, when uh, these damn kids always pop my balloons, you know. <laughs> uh, the ones, you know? the ones that you have right next to you there. N no. Uh, they they just run around the town. They they're always trying to pop my balloons, or they are, and it's just frustrating. Uh, well, that sounds a little bit deflating, and I <laughs> uh, I hope that that you can uh, I don't know ex expand uh... <laughs> expand. Your I lost balloon. it. I lost it. I, I know this. This kind of goes both ways. You're gonna want to date me too afterwards, but uh, yeah. Hey, uh, that sounds that sounds tough. I'm, I'm uh, always open to expanding my horizons. Oh, wonderful! There you go. There you go. Nice, uh, nice save. Uh, bachelor number four. You and I are going on a vacation together wherever you want. Where are you taking me? Hmm. An unspecified location in South uh, in Europe. <laughs> uh, can you at least give me a hint? Well, actually, if you if you want, like, look, I know sometimes it, it, it's a little bit expensive to fly. Like, uh, we can stay we can stay in America. We'll just go to the city. Um, I just got a job there, so maybe we can meet up at a diner. Um, and yeah, so it, it, it'll be nice because I'm new to the city so we can explore it together. You know, maybe we can check out, you know, maybe even the police station for a little bit. <laughs> uh, I need to borrow some handcuffs. Oh! oh. oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, I hope I don't get on your bad side then. Uh, let's go to, uh, bachelor number two. Uh, we're out on a date 
and a stranger starts to pick a fight. How are you handling this situation? Um, I would probably just start mocking him incessantly and just enrage him to the point where he was so embarrassed uh, just from being mocked that he would just, just walk away. I'm, I'm really good at mockery. <laughs> Into Colin that mockery troll. is my favorite part of... Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> of whose line is it anyway? Um... <laughs> Wow. So, so uh, you you kind of deflect, and you won't you won't fight it out. I, I respect that. Um, I hope that uh, there is no violence on on any of our dates. Uh, let's go to. You know what? We're gonna ask this to everybody. Uh, fill in the blank. <clears throat> I've never loved anything more in my life than I love my blank. Uh, we'll start with bachelor number one. Um, my my spandex suit. <laughs> Is that? Like Are you gonna wear that on the date? I... Oh, I'd never take it off. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a never nude? <laughs> you wear your. Well, I mean, I, I. Okay, there are times where I take it off. There's dozens of us. <laughs> dozens! <laughs> when I need to wash it and things like that. But I have a backup, and uh, I'm never seen without my suit. Uh, wow, okay. Um, I hope to maybe test that one day. We'll, we'll see. Oh, <laughs> Uh, we'll see where things take us. Uh, bachelor number two, same question. Uh, if I've never loved anything more in my life, then I love my blank. My zapper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, no further questions there. <laughs> bachelor number three. I've same never question. loved anything more in my life than I love my bandana. It gives me infinite ammo. <laughs> uh, you're going to have to tell me what story you get that from. That sounds very yeah. helpful. <laughs> uh, bachelor number four. Same question. Mm, this is so hard. I really want to say hair again. <laughs> um, I've probably <laughs> never loved anything more in my life more than my suplex. Yeah. Uh oh Ooh, yeah. A man, a, a, a man who who loves wrestling. Uh, mm -hmm. That's something I can get down with. Uh, all right. And then uh, last couple of questions here. Um, let's go to. Oh boy. Uh, let's go to Bachelor number one. Uh, what is your favorite store to shop at? Um, it's funny you say that because, uh, <laughs> I am a merchant myself, um, uh, cartography tools really? and yeah. Um, I mean, you could probably find me in like a Joann's crafts, picking mm. up new art supplies to, um, make my, make my tools to trade and maps and other things. So, wow. Yeah. Uh, wonderful. Um, very, very artistic. Um, yes. Do you, do you do you draw anything else besides maps? Um, uh, I've I've had a 
I had a period in time where I had my own island and I did like sea charts, but that's still kind of maps. So. Wow, <laughs> that's really fancy. Your own island. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, we, we sold it a while back, but I mean, it was fancy. It mm-hmm. had my uh, it had my head on the top of this tower. Yeah, and it's spin around, and uh, I I forced I forced three of my brothers to just spin it for me. Uh, you're, you seem a little bit full of yourself, and uh, I think that you might need to spend some of your money on me instead. Oh, next time instead of uh, statues to yourself and uh, our uh, maybe entire maybe we can get a statue of you with your head spinning around. Wow, uh, this is starting to take a turn. Let's go. Let's move on to the next question. Uh. Let me see here. Yeah, uh, Bachelor number four. Let's let's hear a little bit more from you. Uh, we are going to a restaurant that serves any food you could possibly desire. What are you ordering off the menu? Uh, I'm honestly, look, I'm a pretty easy man. I I like I like my herbs. So like your reds, your greens. <laughs> yellows and also like you know i always chuck in like a you know a nice golden golden egg um hmm. yeah like I'm, I'm pretty basic can can do fish i'm a bit of a pescatarian you know so can do fish so yeah wow uh i'm mostly a vegetarian ripped man uh <laughs> who loves that herb uh <laughs> Uh, I, I'm sorry, where I where I live, that herb is not legal, um, and <laughs> I think that uh, we we might need to find something else to enjoy. Um, uh, let's let's move on to our last question. I want to hear from everyone again. Uh, what is one item from your bucket list that you want to accomplish? Uh, you know what? Let's hear from Bachelor Number Two first. Um, oh, that's a good question oh okay um, hey 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 wait your turn go, 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 go. um one item from my bucket list uh that's a great question um i would love to enter a shooting competition and never miss a shot like have a perfect run through a shooting competition <clears throat> wow wow uh, excited yeah, and, and ambitious. I'm very excited. A lot of shooters around here. Uh, bachelor number one, since you were so excited to answer, uh, let's go to you next. Uh, I just want to become a true fairy. Yeah. I, I mean, that is, no. That is my, that is my dream, uh-huh. is to become a true fairy. Uh, that's admirable. And, and it's really important to be your true self. Um, yeah. And, and let yeah. the world know. Uh, bachelor number four. Uh, um, so what what is the one thing on your bucket list? The one thing on my bucket list would be to not be betrayed by a femme fatale. So maybe it'll be you. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm not that trustworthy myself. Uh, let's go to. Uh, who's left? Number three? Yeah. Bachelor number three? <clears throat> um, you know, I think I'd just like to see one day my adventures come to modern platforms. 
Uh, maybe you go on a brand new adventure. What, what, on like, on Broadway or something? Yeah, 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 but, but until then, you know, I, I'm, I'm okay just hanging out in the waiting room, Netflix. sneaking around, you know, I've got some buddies in the waiting room too that I, I can hang out with, uh, my buddies, the Masons and the Belmonts, um, so they'll keep me company until I get to go on a new adventure. And, and you must sounds dogs. nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wolf dogs, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds wonderful. And thank you all for being uh, so open and honest with me about all these questions. Um, gosh, this is a, a tough decision uh, for who I would want to date. Um, you know what? I think that I would go with... I mean, Bachelor number one just sounds like a, a yeah! lot of fun. Uh, looks like, sounds like uh, he has plenty of jewels. Um, I I wish I had confetti right now to throw. Yeah, please, please throw it. Throw it. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I was wrong. Uh, no, uh, yeah, I, I would go with, with Bachelor number one. Uh, should I guess who you all are? Yes, yes please. Yes, okay. Please. All right. So, uh, Jonah, uh, you're obviously Tingle yes. from The Legend of Zelda. No, uh, the thing that tipped me off was the uh, it was really the merchant part, hmm. uh, and then like having your own island, and it clicked in my brain. Yeah, it wasn't the spandex, it wasn't <laughs> the cartographer thing. Uh, but it all it all came together beautifully. I'm surprised uh, you didn't get it with like the the, the, the kids in the throwing yeah, the balloon popping your balloons. Balloon. Yeah, I'm like, what does that mean? Like, is this is this like a balloon fight thing? How deep are we going? Right. Uh, bachelor number two, Wes. Um, I what I'm still a little bit confused, but I think it's Ichigo from Yakuza Seven. Mm. Oh, that is not not correct. Oh, not not correct. That is no, you are not correct. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> uh, when when you mentioned Peking Duck, that's like a big thing in Yakuza Seven. Uh, and going out into public and mocking people—that's also something that he would do. Um, so I kind of like latched onto that. But uh, the zapper. Oh, you're you're the duck hunt dog. <laughs> you're the duck hunt dog. Uh, <laughs> This all makes sense. This is all coming. Never uh, Ever. The zapper. I'm like, where does the zapper fit in? Uh, to Yakuza. Uh, Kaden. Uh, you know. Now, this is. I feel like you either just know this or you don't. I knew, I knew it immediately. It was, oh, okay. Okay. But, but like, but which one are you? Are you naked snake? Are you solid snake? Are you? Um, Do you have a guess based off? It sounds like naked snake because if we're talking snake eater and we're talking femme fatales and all that stuff. Uh, I mean, cardboard boxes, guns, all that's any snake, but those specifically, I think, would be naked snake. Yeah, I think if I'd have had a different question. Uh, it, it would have been more obvious, but I, I was actually supposed to be Solid Snake, and I thought the Snake Eater would probably throw you off, but I decided it to did. do it anyway. It did. But yeah, yeah, it really. Did. You know, he's a clone of Naked Snake, so it's basically same the thing. same person. So, same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Stephen, uh, Bachelor Number Four, uh, you are uh, Raccoon City PD's own 
Chris Redfield. Wow. I really thought that would be no. really hard to figure out. No, oh, oh. not. You're not Chris Redfield? No. Nah, he, he's not punching no boulders. Yeah, you, I, what are you I talked about my hair. Then? I talked about my hair. Oh, are you are you Wesker? <laughs> oh, Leon, Leon. Yeah, oh, we got yeah. there. We got there. Mm, it's Leon You're... suplexing things. Have you Is played Chris right in, before? Chris in never goes to the police, police department. A while. Yeah. Oh, Spain. Back to work. Shoot. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. That's. And well, I was, you got and, the right and, series. And, and I really yeah. wanted. To, I really wanted. To, like when it, when I realized about the the uh, date, I should have said we'd go to bingo. Seeing as that's what he says at the end of the uh, yeah. village scene. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think he's that ripped, though. He's athletic. I oh, I, I can see he's how he got lost. He's not Chris. Yeah. yeah. Not I, I said athletic. When I think yeah. ripped, I'd think Chris, too. Yeah. 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 Uh, but but I should have gotten it from the, I, the I did, Spain I didn't, part. I didn't, I didn't say I love to do anabolic steroids. Like... <laughs> <laughs> wait did you did you say you should have said like on our date um or or like if we were going to be doing something on a date that you would just like leave me in a dumpster for an hour while you <laughs> took care of other things yeah. uh, uh but that was fun uh, that was good yeah i like that well, a lot uh, congratulations john you and your date uh, will be enjoying a, a nice lovely vacation on eventide island uh, good nice so we don't bring anything is what you're telling me survive for your lives all (laughs) expenses paid there exactly all right well awesome game guys uh thanks for playing along with us john and thanks to wes the mastermind behind the game we have to do this one definitely again in the future it was a lot of fun but uh with that we've made it to the end of the podcast congratulations guys uh so we'll go around real quick and just have our final thoughts um i'll kick it to jonah um if you've got any uh housekeeping and uh any other final thoughts that you have uh big thanks to john carson for joining us today it was a blast having you you did an excellent job on the game uh i am very excited to go on our date Um, (laughs) (laughs) Me me too uh portland I, yeah, I, I was just yeah. out there a few months ago. Wonderful yeah. place. Um, and then uh, if you guys want to get some cool GGD merch, um, redbubble.com. Great game debate. You can find it there. Uh, we also have a link on our Twitter, which is uh, at greatgameDEB, the number eight. Sweet. And uh, John is our guest. If you want to give us your final thoughts, so this is your chance to shamelessly plug anything that you feel like plugging and otherwise yeah. whatever's on your mind. I will double plug then. Uh, once again, Twitter, John underscore Carson. Twitch is uh, John Carson Games. Um, you can check out my latest review on IGN.com uh, for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R. Um, and then this week I will have my review of Temtem up on Game nice. Informer. So uh, that's why I'm playing that game. I don't typecast me. I do like Monster <laughs> Buckers, but that's not all that I think about or, or play. So very cool, uh, Stephen. Final thoughts? Um, yeah, well, I, I'm going to continue the trend of just uh, shouting out some some new tunes. Um, Future Palace just dropped their album recently. There's some really cool, like uh, sort of synthy metalcore stuff. Um, their new uh, one of their songs, Flames, I, I added to my liked list. So yeah. Yeah, um, the 
singer has great voice. Um, it's just really good. It's good driving music. Good for when you're playing like DMC or something, and you want something a little bit different. So yeah, get amongst it. Very cool. What about you, Wes? Final thoughts? Uh, yeah, just uh, wanted to thank John again for coming on the show. Thanks for playing along with our um, interesting game. <laughs> of course. Uh, I think a, a good time was had by all. Um, I had the opportunity last weekend to go with our friends from the NXS podcast and see the new Dragon Ball Super Superheroes movie. Ooh, and yeah. it was awesome. And I recommend if you enjoy Dragon Ball to go check it out because it was great. Uh, as as our friend of the show, Dash, likes to say, go see Gohan be great again. <laughs> awesome. Um, I guess my final thought, I discovered this YouTuber today that's just amazing, uh, at least in my opinion, that I wanted to shout out. Their channel name is just Jordan Persegati. It's spelled P-E-R-S-E-G-A-T-I. And he does these insane like horror artist like remixes of things. Like the video I watched, he took like a Pokemon coloring book and he colored them in with like a horror spin. And he did like Pikachu with like a Juji Ito like spiral (laughs) with his eyeball sitting in it. And he did a Bidoof looking like an animatronic killer robot from Five Nights at Freddy's. Like it's so good. But uh, yeah, so uh, I've been your host, Kitty Birthday Late. Really great games day podcast. And as always, happy gaming. Bye. Bye. As always, a big thank you to our friend Miss Riven for the music in our podcast. If you like what you hear and you want to check out more of what they have, you can pay them a visit on Twitter at capital M I S T capital R I V E N seven one nine or on Bandcamp at Mistriven. Thanks again for tuning in. Till next time.